0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, November 13th, 2022. Today on the Ether, making DeFi a friendlier place with Calc Finance, hosted by y Foundry Dow. Let's take a listen. Hello,
1: hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, we, uh, we're feeling pretty good. Punching out a bunch of work. Yeah, I know you guys have
2: been uh, just a head to the grindstone similar to us, so... Yeah, very excited to talk about this.
1: Yeah, wonderful. Fantastic. Fantastic.
0: Hey guys. Can you hear me?
1: We can. Yes.
0: Hey. Morning. Or evening or nighttime. Afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Afternoon.
2: Is a, is a Truman show? Good afternoon, good evening, and good night or something. Or good morning, good afternoon. Yeah, yeah that's it covers right. Covers everything. We'll give it a few moments, I know we've got a couple, or at least one from our side that'll be joining as well. No worries at all. So is that Crush behind the calc on my count? Uh, this is Fabrizio. Oh, hey, great to meet you. Great to meet you well. I've talked to you before. I don't think so. This is a Crash
1: uh, Crash, or Crash Test behind the Y Foundry. All right, wonderful. Yeah. wonderful, wonderful. We've got a Crash, you've got a Crash, you've got a Crush. Sounds like a good... I (laughs) know.
2: That's not confusing at all. Uh, So, have you been doing... Just while we're waiting for people to join, have you been doing a lot of spaces? Um, Are you similar to us in the fact that we've been doing regular spaces, but it's almost like we've been so busy building that now we're kind of scrambling to communicate some of the stuff a little bit better, especially in simpler terms, um, some of the things that we've, uh, we've built. So i don't know if it's similar for you guys or if you do a better job at getting the information out there
1: no i think if the priorities are right you know you got to build and, and build and ship high quality work and then i think the uh the comms can sometimes be left a second um but yeah we we've been doing a few spaces actually but predominantly just focusing on building and improving getting ready for uh go live which is which is pretty close awesome
2: yeah Guys, You're right. Those are the right. Those are the right priorities. I mean, I think with so many projects being vaporware almost, or just uh, they have the, they, they've got maybe the narrative going, but there's nothing. There's no substance behind it. I guess um, it's better than that alternative, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got some individual uh, Twitter space rugs going on. I think Ray is in the space, but I don't see him, and he doesn't hear anything. It's just like. He's there, but not there. I'm going to have him rejoin. Hey, there he is.
0: G'day, Ray. Hey, we're here.
3: Assembled. Hey, Ray. How many more pieces of Ultron do we have left?
2: Oh, at least one more. I'm going to bring a crush up to speak, so...
3: There we go. Maybe that's, we've got the full Voltron assembled now. Was Voltron the ripoff one? I can't remember. It must have been, right? No, I don't know. I think Voltron seems like a, that's the original, but
2: maybe, maybe I'm wrong there. And maybe we're dating. I know Voltron, they did a re-release of that, so maybe we're not dating ourselves too much. But, right, I think we can get
1: started. Yeah, it sounds, sounds good to us. We're happy to kick it off. Happy to keep it casual.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would love uh, just kind of a quick introductions to the team and talk a little bit just about Calc and what you guys are building and what you've been doing lately.
1: Yeah, wonderful. Um, well, I'll start off with the introduction myself and then the team can pick things up from there. But um, my name is Fabrizio or friction either of the two is fine the co-founder um at calc here we have the other co-founder technical side um aiden is on this call as well and then we have um crush looking after the community side of things um we've got a front-end developer gun and then another smart contract developer so a small team keep things neat and tidy um and that's sort of our breakdown and then calc essentially we're well, I mean, maybe we start with the the mission first, right? Um, so Calc is short for calculated. Essentially, I think like most people on the call, and I know Yields Vannery Dow as well, coming off the back of the terror crash, we learned some pretty hard lessons, at least as personal investors, you know, around not marrying your bags, being emotional about your investing decisions, et cetera. Um, and essentially off the back of that, that painful learning, we wanted to create a tool or a suite of tools that you know enables people to take those lessons without having to go through the same uh, the same experience. And that's where Calc was born. Um, So we largely focus on set and forget strategies for mid to long-term, either accumulating or taking profit. Um, And essentially we just wanna make it as simple as possible. Um, And then of course, competing with centralized exchanges, uh, if we have dollar cost averaging in and out of positions and a few more advanced tools um, coming, um, we can actually leverage DeFi composability being on chain. So, you know, if you can ask why use Calc, save time, remove emotions, um, and have at least some part of your portfolio in either the long-term accumulation phase or the long-term take-profit phase.
2: That's great. Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of similarities between our um, our two projects, especially when you consider... So just to clarify, make sure I'm, I'm clear on it, you guys were building on Terra and then pivoted to launch on Kuji, correct?
1: We actually were building something else on Terra. Um, but that became impossible to build um, post-collapse. So that's kind of when... Very similar then. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Um, yeah, so then essentially, you know, the grown-up DeFi mantra really spoke to us and that idea of sustainability and, you know, doing the right thing by the people, um, which I know you guys very much share that. Um, I know Ray and I have had a lot of exciting discussions and, and um, we also have a few things booked in to how we can work together for Yield Foundry DAO and, and Calc Partnerships.
3: Yeah, so you, do you guys wanna, I, I listened to your last space at Orbital Command. Um, do you guys wanna talk a little bit about like what you've already got kind of uh, cooking that's gonna, that's gonna launch with your, uh, your deployment on Kujira?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, most of the team comes from a pretty extensive Web2 background. And there's this, this concept, I guess, if obviously familiar tech would be very familiar with this, um, but around this idea of an MVP and, and, um, lean startup type methodology, which essentially means that most things that you build, you know, you can never be sure what's going to happen until you validate them actually being live in the market. Um, so essentially what we did was to find out, okay, what is our value proposition? How can we deliver that as quick as possible? Uh, take it to market and then and then learn. You know, is there a place for this or not? Because if we want to build a sustainable product and um, that's going to be around for the long time, it can't be a product that purely relies on emissions or purely relies on some Ponzionomic token scheme. Um, so essentially, one, we're going to just dis- determine can we deliver value. Two, do we earn the right to charge of that value? If those two things are ticked off, then that's sort of the green light for sustainable business. So our first product um, out the door that will be going live this week um, with Calc will be just standard, what we call standard dollar cost average in and out of positions, and then tied to some sort of um, automation for the first release will just be auto staking. So let's assume the market conditions are, you can judge for yourself, but not that great. Um, and it's more of an accumulation phase. Then you can essentially set up a BYO stable coins to the calc vaults to DCA in to a particular asset. Of course, we're built uh, on top of thin, very heavily integrated. Um, so we'll be able to support any thin pairs. I think off the bat, we might support just a few, and then we can open up in the days post. Um, and essentially you can fully customize how you want to accumulate an asset over time. Um, and then you can continuously top up those vaults. Um, and then you can sort of, whatever that purchase is, you can do something with it. So we break down the setup into four simple steps. Step one is choose your assets. Step two, you can customize your strategy. So, if you've been keeping up to date with our 10 day countdown to conjura independence day you would have seen that you can do things like setting a price ceiling or a price floor um, you could start a strategy when a certain price is hit you could pick a date and pick a time um, you know there's a lot of different advanced customizations um, that you can do or to keep it simple you know you just set how much you want to invest at what time and what asset and then step three is really around the composability element of it so This is where things, I think, can be exciting to the future. And this is where I can see Yield Foundry down, Calc working quite closely together. Um, So you can, being on-chain, as I mentioned before, we can leverage DeFi composability. So everyone's pretty familiar with centralized exchanges offering, you know, DCA, dollar-cost averaging strategies and services. But on top of that, you know, we've seen with the recent fallout with FTX uh, and the mismanagement of funds for centralized exchanges it's more important now than ever um, to be able to have that ability on-chain. And then, you know, the benefit of being on chain is that we can take that asset and do something with it. You know, we talk about how can we 10x the value compared to a centralized exchange. You know, that might look like initially auto staking um, an asset. Like, let's say you want a DCA into Kajura from USK. Every purchase, we'd use Offset to essentially stake it on your behalf in your wallet. Again, coming back to the permissionless and, and self-custody element of it. Um, and then, yeah, that strategy will run until you want to top it up. We also provide an analytics dashboard to back test your strategies and track and stay on top of things because you know i I'd, I'd almost wager a bet that if you would ask ten out of I don't know ask the Twitter space, I'd say at least nine out of ten wouldn't be able to tell you the exact you know buy price of an asset or the exact net token um, cost, et cetera. and knowing those facts is kind of important for making future decisions, so we'll be able to track every strategy you have around the standard dollar cost averaging in. And out. So those are the products that will be live again, coming to you this week, which we're quite excited about. Uh, and I think if you're keeping up to date with Kajira, you would have seen um, the launch of Bow is also very close around the corner.
2: That's great. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a, just a lot of potential for some of those strategies. Um, I mean, as you said, like from a product market fit perspective, you see a lot of the CFI. On platforms, they have some of these options. So, like, how can we migrate the average user from CFI to DeFi? I mean, I think that that's that's one of the biggest things that we could uh, the 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 biggest uh, issues right now. That's on top of everyone's mind for you know specific reasons. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think this is one key feature that's really missing um, that I'm excited to see as a new primitive added here.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, coming back to the DeFi composability element of it off the bat, we are just looking at the, you know, just auto staking on the accumulation side, but you can very much see that, you know, someone might want to take a profit on an asset and then send it to, you know, a vault, a a yield factory DAO vault, then that can either further generate yield um, or vice versa. But I think that, you know, one is super important to bring people on chain. And I think there's going to be hopefully a large migration. Obviously, there'll be some people that it's a bit too technically hard or don't have the time, and they'll probably stay on centralized exchanges. But those that kind of see the importance of moving off centralized exchanges, I think, will start to migrate to a lot of decentralized exchanges. Start learning about coming on chain. I think it really is our job, as you said, to to capture some of that market and you know educate them on why being on chain and why self custody and why permissionless you know use of smart contracts is important.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you you learn the lesson you know, a few times and you're going to, there'll be a um, incentive really to get that education before you get the really costly education of, you know, whether it's uh, getting rugged by, you know, a centralized kind of black box sort of project or whether it's, um, you know, some sort of, uh, I don't know, your, your coins being like confiscated or something like there's a lot of different things that could happen that really DeFi is intended to cut out some of those risks and the middleman.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say I, I've been trying to hit the mic button, but it's not working in, in Twitter. I have to go to like the summary screen to be able to turn on and off my mic, apparently. Thanks, Elon. Um, but I was gonna say like something that would be interesting with Calc is that as you're DCing into a position, you can you could set like your level of risk or your level of, uh, you know, the amount of, of tokens that you wanted to hold and then possibly even tie those in with Orca, right? And then basically use your, you know, buy-in buy on uh, liquidations if the price shifts around out of, out of a range that you wanted to, to work with.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, Ray, two steps ahead. So I should probably mention there is a small DAO called the Kelk Strategy DAO. Um, And essentially they they've been looking at, you know, playing around with a bunch of different ideas of what Cal can build next and integrate into the DCA side of things. Um, And the first strategy they actually initially put together and proposed was this exact one uh, integrating in with Orca. It's a, it's a fine line of, um, you know, getting the sustainability, right? Obviously if you create this ever ending loop um, and you just essentially purchase off Orca and dump on the market straight away, that's not necessarily great for um, you know, for the whole outcome of of Orca and the particular asset that's being liquidated. But I think what you talk about is looping it back in and using it as a buy time for, for long-term accumulation, um, at least as a buy signal, I think is, um, is quite interesting. And um, yeah, there's definitely people putting the thinking into that already in motion. So we're very excited about that.
3: Well, I guess that kind of answered my question of where you guys were thinking about going with with the protocol. But Um, you know, besides just being on Kujira, I mean, Kujira kind of gives you a playground that you're going to be able to explore for probably some time. I mean, the next six months or year or more even, uh, but do you guys have any plans to do anything cross chain or I know you said you were building something for Twitter, but on osmosis where there's more liquidity?
1: Um, I think we'll, we'll focus definitely on, um, I think we'll be heavily, heavily based through Kujira. I mean, coming back to that, that same mission around the Grown-Up DeFi um, ethos, you know, around sustainability, I think that really aligns with us. So, um, you know, from a, from a support perspective, you know, Finn's going to be our home for definitely the foreseeable future. Um, as you know, I think we've got uh, obviously Kajura has announced that, that bow will be going live not too, not too, um, in not too long. But um, yeah, we'll definitely focus on servicing the Kajura community, and then I think you know when we talk about partnerships, now that potentially could be you know the first route um, of moving anything cross chain. So you know for example, you might want to access a, you might want to DCA into Luna on Fin or on Kelk on Kajira, and then potentially leverage IBC um, you know to send those assets with interchain queries and interchain accounts across to a yield vanerie DAO strategy on Luna or on Terra. So you know that could potentially be the first uh, foray into going cross-chain.
3: Yeah, and and thinking about arbitrage opportunities on other chains as well. If 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 you're looking to DCA into an asset and it's cheaper, you know, on one chain over another, I mean, there's options, you know, with some of the the swapping on other chains. But I think, you know, until we get atomic commits and IBC, it's really hard to rely on IBC for anything related to to you know. Price specifics.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, I would love to talk about that, like how, I know it's been challenging, you've already mentioned you had to pivot because what you were originally building, you know, some of those primitives just get nuked. That was kind of a similar situation to us. Um, how do you think about you know, navigating a building in a space that is as fluid and you know, is constantly being disrupted and maybe they're not all the primitives are there, like not all the tech's there. We're kind of waiting. Um how have you moved forward in that and what do you see that looking like in the next I'm not gonna say year, I would say probably three or six months.
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. I think um I could probably answer it on the on the product side. Um but yeah I mean, you know, I think that's kind of the it's kind of the deal, especially working in startups, you know. You have to learn to deal with ambiguity because you know, the future is not certain so you just have to put certain you know practices and principles in play uh, and definitely from a product side you know just to keep a lot of your options open and ensure you're validating as soon as possible but i think that you know it's very easy i'd say for builders to to get caught up and i'm sure you know this well then like there's new technology here that's shipping this team's doing that and you know sometimes you just gotta say okay let's just build what we're building let's get it to market you know, and then we can start looking at, you know, where we can move from there. Um, So I think it's kind of transitions in between those two phases where, you know, my tech team is very, um, you know, on track of delivering everything. Sometimes the product team will come in and say, oh, we can we can do this, too. Can we can we ship that as well? Look, this is changing. Um, But I think, you know, as long as we maintain true to our our core value and the core value proposition, again, of, you know, focusing on that mid to long term investing um, and, you know, the time saving element, I think that that sort of keeps us on track. Um, so, I mean, the simple answer to your question is there's no perfect formula for it. Um, we maintain, we stay open. Um, we try to stamp out ambiguity as soon as possible, you know, from a technical side that might be completing spikes, et cetera. But there's definitely tech, you know, that we're waiting for. For example, with the Money integration, we need to wait for general message passing to be finished by the XO team um, to do a proper integration there. We would have liked to go live with that off the bat. Um, but again, you know, it's not, not technically feasible yet um and even simple things like you know auto staking using auth Z with ledger is not supported until you know Cosmosm i think version we're on five i think we have to wait to 47 i think they're going to skip 46 um so you know we won't be able to support ledger auto staking for for the for the next i think month or so they're seeming they said end of End of December, start of Jan. Um, so yeah, there's like there's a lot of great things and exciting things we want to do, but you know, constrained by tech. Um, you know, that's why it's also important just to get to market and and continue to build and continue to ship as the landscape changes. I'm sure that you know we keep things. We have a north star, but you know, it can our near stars can sort of mold around what's happening in the uh, in the ecosystem.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's just kind of how you have to build. You know, you see see a real need and you build towards it, and then the details you know can be adjusted as you go along like I, honestly i think in the space the days of or just technology space in general like the days of the like you know one year roadmap even five year roadmap like the those are i mean you, if you're planning out to that level you may as well just to like i mean you throw out the playbook um it, it's you just almost it's 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 almost becomes a liability um, once you get to if you're that locked into something because you just never know by the time you get to a year out the thing that you're building is irrelevant. It's not what anybody wants. It's not for the environment. What it's not even useful anymore.
3: Yeah.
1: So yeah. I I would... you... Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I think you know you're 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 spot on, right? And this is you know this is the. You know, this is the, the challenge we take as builders in the Web3 space that moves so quickly. I mean, I, I've i worked before in, for example, the health space, in the startup health space. And, you know, there's so much regulation and certification and standards and things just move so, so slow Um, that you have an, amount, an enormous amount of time basically to do anything. Um, You know, I think obviously working in the Web3 space is a lot more fast paced, which is, of course, a lot more challenging. But I think, you know. We're here doing it, and I think uh, that's because we enjoy that challenge. But I'd say spot on. Got to keep that lean startup methodology, validating, and you know, involve the end users all the time. I mean, um, I think every everything we've done, we've we've tested with quite a few people, and um, with the community, it's been amazing. You know, we had people drop into the Telegram, suggesting things that they want to see, and then you know, we prioritize. Can we fit that in? Can we not fit that in? Um, but yeah, I think you know, this is great because you know, essentially they're building building products as well and they want to see certain things, certain needs met. And yeah, we're just pushing forward with that. But um, I don't know if you want to touch on how you guys have approached that at Yield Foundry DAO or anything, because, you know, you've gone through probably a more detailed process and obviously mid-build when the Terra collapse happened. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about the, the transition and the navigation.
3: Yeah, I had one other question before we jump into that, if you don't mind. Um... I, but I totally agree with what you're saying. It's like if you're if your roadmap or your plan extends beyond six months, you probably missed whatever the ecosystem was that you were trying to jump into because who knows what it's going to look like even a quarter later, three to six months later. Uh, but, you know, I looked into Calc a little bit and I we I know you've spoken, but I don't think I've asked. Um, what do you do you guys have a token coming out? Or are you doing anything related to tokenomics?
1: Yeah, I think um, this comes back to the sustainability element. So I talked about before: it's like one can we deliver value? Two, do we earn the right to charge that value? And if we if we tick those two boxes, you know, in in like the Web two space, we'd call that you find product market fit, and then you have you know product you can scale. Um, so obviously, we've only been community, maybe not obviously, we've only been um, funded by a community round, a very small community round that essentially only purely covers costs, almost didn't even cover costs for a few things, but we got it, we got it sorted. Um, and that's because we didn't want to, we didn't want to take any money, you know, because obviously you know, if you raise too early, you're essentially committed to delivering this vision and it's a lot harder to pivot, it's a lot harder to change and, and make quick calls uh, on top of the stakeholder management side of it. So we're launching with no token. Um, we just want to see put the product out there to say you know does it get love does it get use you know we kind of even wanted to abstract out this any idea of a token because obviously there's a speculative hype and speculative factor to introducing a token to a protocol um, and then I'd say only if we you know can see some close to product market fit with the uh, version zero point one uh, or one point zero one then we you know consider different ideas of you know is it does it make sense to introduce a token yes no what's the upside what's the downside. does it make sense to not introduce a token at all Um, or does it make sense to leverage a different token model Um, you know how do we drive value back to the community or do we just keep it as a web 2 play um, like a subscription type service that people can use and we can funnel some some profits back to to different protocols Um, so i'd say very much up in the air it's going to be pending again what the outcome is what happens when we go live the feedback um you know a lot of different factors that we need to essentially validate before we even start those discussions
3: well, i have to say you guys are really lucky to have that i think that's a that's amazing amount of flexibility you've given yourselves
1: yeah i think to answer that question before and you know how do we navigate this you know uncertainty that we're building in i mean you know we just have to try to keep our options open and sometimes you know people don't like it but the answer is we don't know yet and we'll have to wait to find out um so you know we've had a a few people quite a few people you know even in the early days coming through in in discord being like hey when's token launch how can i get involved in this um you know even you know this idea around you know are there going to be fees at the protocol it's like you know in this beautiful world where everything could be free that would be great for the end user but i think I think as we've seen firsthand, you know, if a protocol stops building or you've got core devs or core contributors that stop being involved with that product, it can very much um, die away slowly. Um, And I think, you know, when we talk about the sustainability element, you know, it has to match from, you know, delivering value, but it has to earn the right to charge that value. If it doesn't tick that box, then, you know, maybe it's not necessarily a sustainable product that can last for a long time. And and I think as a team, we always say, you know, we can't build a long-term investment platform or product, if we're only going to be around for three, six, you know, 12 months. Um, So we've really taken the challenge to say, you know, how can we actually be around for 10 years, which is almost near impossible in crypto.
3: Yeah, and I I think it gives you a lot of a better platform to charge fees on from the sense that, you know, there is no tokenomics, there is no token model to to whatever fund the treasury or, or make uh, revenue from. So, you know, making it fee-based that way makes a lot more justifiable sense. Um, to actually support the, uh, the infrastructure and the, and the, uh, team costs into building it. And I think it saves you a massive amount of regulatory headaches.
1: Yeah, that is true. Obviously there's some, some downsides. Essentially, the team not being paid at all, um, which makes it a little bit hard. Obviously, you've know, got bills and expenses to to contribute, and it's a fine balance of you know how how much can we get done before we need to either raise some capital or you know continue to build. Um, so there are definitely challenges with it, but you know there are also, as you mentioned, a lot of upside to it too. I think, um, yeah, I'm super actually interested in the yield boundary DAO idea of tokens and, and the voting, etc., and and building these. Um, And I know you've got extensive experience, you know, so I don't know if you want to touch on a few points around you know new projects coming to the space, and you know, as we saw back in the Terra days, some projects would do a token launch and they don't even have an idea yet. you know they're so far away from even validating product market fit that you know you're essentially just gambling on these guys to go out and and validate this idea that they have. And as we know, working in this space is near impossible to tell the future, so they're essentially making commitments that they they can't keep. Um, and then it removes that flexibility. So do you have any, I don't know, any words of wisdom to to the next batch of Web3 builders um, to be thinking about, you know, going live with a token or validating a value proposition?
3: I would, I would say avoid doing a token unless you have uh, a justifiable use case and utility built into the platform. Um, you know, you shouldn't, like you're saying, you shouldn't issue a token and then try to figure out how to make that token work in the system because it it doesn't necessarily, you know, you're just kind of like jamming it in there, like making people. It's like the the store membership card to to pass through, to enter the store or something. It's like, well, you know, what's what's the value proposition there? How does that actually work out? It's I, I don't I don't think I would I don't think I would do a token unless you had a really good reason, like if there was some utility need to have a token, do you have to measure something in, in units of millions? Right. And what would that be?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I think you, um, you guys are thinking about it the right way. I mean, in a way you should be thinking about not only what Ray said, but think about it as like th- this, is, this can be a liability at times, um, you know over financialization, if there's not a utility there, um some of the games that could be played there, I, I think it's a it can be a liability and it can also be a necessary evil. Um, go as far as to say that. So then when you're thinking of like how do you have a decentralized sort of structure? How do you have that you know those consensus and voting you know mechanisms, um, participation mechanisms, um, that community ownership? I mean, that's where, you know, uh, that's where YFD is leaning heavily on using a token for those. But do I feel like that's the perfect solution for for all time, you know, for that? Like, no, I mean, I think that there'll be layers of additional primitives built in the reputation identity space that may be better solutions than the token is for that particular instance. Um, So it's really just what are you going to do? you know with a token you should have you know a plan beyond just you know issuing out a token just to kind of like you know raise money for your project or whatever whatever other purpose you would think that it would be good for
1: yeah absolutely and you know obviously diving into the legal side you know from a user perspective um i actually never knew this until only a few months ago but you know when you actually go and someone does an airdrop i think it's quite popular in the cosmos uh, and then you go and you have different missions to complete like vote on a governance proposal um and you get 20 percent stake etc you know i always thought that's like because the protocol once you engage in the protocol and user services but essentially that's one of the the legal gray areas where you can't give away these yield generating you know tokens for free um you know Someone has to show that they're putting in work and contributing to the system, um, such that it doesn't become a security. So just like those small things, you know, getting around those legal hurdles, that like adds an entire, you know, layer of complexity on top of you know what's already hard is you know building a product and and you know finding product market fit with that product. So, I think you're you're spot on.
3: Yeah, and and I think too, you know, when we've been looking at this deeper, there's other things you could do like NFT, uh, NFT based mechanisms that would essentially provide, you know, membership recognition or a discount on fees or access to more advanced features or, you know, there could be all kinds of other functionality and you, you only need one NFT per address. You don't need, you know, 10,000 tokens, right? So there's a, yeah, you have a different uh, mechanism for for interaction with the community that way as well, because it would be one address, one one piece of representation, not a thousand tokens and a thousand instances of representation.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think this is where that, you know, obviously Web3 is challenging, but it's equally exciting because, you know, we get to push these boundaries. The community gets to decide what this could look like. Um, So I think, you know, there could be plays with NFTs. It could be plays with, you know, even unique, Revenue sharing opportunities with other protocols or certain, you know, obviously in the Web2 space, there's a lot more advanced B2B um, setups or b 2 b to c type business models. You know, can we explore that further? Um, Is there some unique thing we can do there? I mean, coming back to it, and I know you guys are exactly the same, but we plan on, you know, being around for a long time and, you know, actually actively contributing to the the grown-up DeFi ethos. Um, And, you know, with that comes the fact that, now, obviously now is a good time to build, even though it's not a great time for the market. You know, it Helps us focus and, and get settled. Uh, but on top of that, you know, that means we can start exploring with you know different types of models and different types of things. Uh, not all of them are going to work. Hopefully, a few of them work really well, and you know, can take those learnings and grow and develop off the back of that. Um, you know, we don't want to just default to the old promise, this wild vision, raise heaps of money on it, and then you know. Not even really try to deliver it and walk away with uh, with that money. So nobody does that. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course, <laughs> I don't think that those people are building anymore. But uh, next bull run, we'll see.
3: Not, not yet. We haven't seen their release yet. They're taking a little while. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no money right now. Or they're waiting for the next uh, next super super cycle.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course.
3: Um, it, and we can not comment on this uh, if, you, if you don't want to, but if we drag a little bit of the Cosmos drama into this when we're talking about tokenomics, uh, the Atom 2.0 proposal, I mean, whether, you know, we don't have to speak about how we personally feel about it, but just observing, I, we don't have to call it even failure of tokenomics, or it, it's just the way the system was designed, where you have proof of stake, where, where people are feeling betrayed by governance because people have massive amounts of tokens and are and are use, using those tokens to, you know, have a minority amount of entities have a massive amount of tokens and sway movements that way. I mean, getting away from tokens and into a consensus-based like individual representation model for governance, you know, would be would be beneficial because we're kind of seeing you know how things basically play out when you allow, you know, a few players to consolidate massive amounts of influence in in a protocol via tokens.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I think we had, we had these conversations just for everyone else in the crowd. Ray and I were at Cosmoverse together and we had some, some pretty interesting discussions on the topic, but I think. I'll take any personal opinions away from it. I will acknowledge though, from like a um, early design perspective that, you know, trying to, you know, not capture the value and feed that value back to getting other L1s to build with, you know, on the Cosmos SDK. Um, obviously, it was a very tricky thing for them to do back then, and obviously they've got to refine that and grow from it. But same sort of thing, you know. There are things that they hadn't validated yet. Things change, um, and try to you know con- create that moving process. If you'd already set a lot of stuff in stone, is difficult. Which I think, what you just mentioned then is is kind of perfect. You know, we need a, an appropriate governance, you know, structure in place such that you know we can move and we can make changes, but not in a super centralized way. Is an interesting kind of approach to even building protocols where, you know, typically, you know, you need to have a really strong product vision, you need to have a team that can execute on that vision, you know, then you ship, then you have a product, then you build the community around it. And then over time, you progressively decentralize. Um, you know, that's kind of, although it's not super well defined, because it hasn't been around for a long time, but that's kind of the approach that most, uh, most projects take um, nowadays, at least. So we all, we almost have to think about that from a governance perspective. It's like, obviously, you know, a strong product vision from a governance perspective, but then how do you progressively decentralize into the right hands, into a place where you don't just have people that got in early to make most of the decisions that purely benefit them. Um, Because, you know, show me the money and I can show you the outcome is a short way of saying that, you know wherever the economic incentive is, you know, people are going to push for that. Um, So it's a very, very difficult balance. And this is where I think, you know, we need to iterate and and try different things. And so I know Yield Foundry DAO, you guys have some super exciting ideas around this Um, and even small things, for example, on Kajura, you know, after we went through a governance proposal, and you know, that first one, you know, we just want to understand, you know, why did people vote yes? Why did people vote no? Why did people vote abstain, you know? And obviously if you can't take that feedback, you can't iterate and grow for the future ones. So even proposing a small thing to say, when you do vote, drop a comment in the memo and then we can actually, any, anyone can, can jump on and view through like, okay, why did they vote? Yes. Why did they vote? No. Um, and that kind of helps put a bit more personality behind the validators. And then obviously Kudra has been, has introduced this idea of senates. um, you know, where you can have a few people speaking on behalf of a particular topic, um, about being a subject matter expert, you know? So that's quite an interesting space to explore, but I mean, I think the short answer is we don't know what works well yet. You know, you've got different people on different chains trying different governance models. And I think it's just a matter of of continuing to try until we get to a good place. Now, I know for a fact that you guys have done a lot of thinking, a lot of intelligent thinking on this. So I don't know if you want to touch on a few of the different models and how you're approaching it.
3: Well, I won't accept the adjective intelligent thinking, but uh, (laughs) intelligent part of that. But we've definitely stared at... At at, uh, goats for a long time, and and try to to move the governance mountains, and at least understand, uh, you know where things ebb and flow, and and like you just said, is, you know, you know it's it's not wrong. It's just human nature that once, you know, people people desire power and control, and that that feeling of of kind of understanding their environment. So when you have power players, or you have people starting to accumulate power or tokens or authority or whatever in an environment, I mean, they understand how the game works and they're using that game. However, the rules are structured to, you know, insulate themselves from outside manipulations of their position, right? So that's not wrong, but I think we need to understand that. And when we're talking about what YFD has been looking at in terms of governance, it's understanding that the natural order of how human beings operate is to you know, it's the same thing with the house. It's like you you find your space in a, in a in a tribe or an ecosystem or a community, and then you start to build out from that space and insulate, you know, your position from outside influence as much as you possibly can because it's safety and security and in in the game, in life, in the simulation or whatever you want to call it. Clean you out or crash? You have anything you want to add or talk about governance? I'm happy to chime in. Yeah. but even quiet yeah no no i um
2: i I think that there is not only good lessons on what doesn't work in uh, blockchain, but there's also a rich history of governance with just people in general that goes back you know thousands of years that we can lean on, and I think for the first time ever we're developing. You know, technologies to be able to do that in a trustless digital way. So really, kind of mining the past, what works, what doesn't work, where the pitfalls. I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned there. That I mean, I I applaud Kuji for the interest in the Senate concept, and there's a few others that are looking at that. I'm excited to see where that goes, but I I think there's going to be a lot of potential because, like, I mean, it's messy. You know, real like true governance is messy um i mean just look at examples not only of like um, nation states and and or even local governance but you look at um you know how do corporations get work done you know how do they structure their organizations and there's even a lot of variety and interesting lessons there that um we've really been thinking about and like ray said just kind of staring and staring at the at the wall or at the mountain and you know, trying to make it move, but I, I think there's there's a lot of cool primitives being built that we can lean on or build ourselves. Um, you know, I would be interested to see, like, maybe that's something the YFD community, someone really gets excited about some of these concepts and uses it to build more of these. I mean, that's really back to what you had asked previously about how we're thinking about the flexibility of the space and how it changes constantly is really looking at like what's the what's the standard you know could we build a platform uh, an ecosystem that has the people has the has the um underlying kind of trustless code to kind of organize you know the coordination and just see what happens um so it is a bit of a radical experiment from that perspective um. even though that there's, you know, clear p- plans in the near term, but yeah, I'm just excited to see where it goes. Yeah, definitely.
3: I, oh, I was gonna say, if I can add one thing to that, I think, and I've had this discussion in the, with the Cosmos Atom people, and everybody's triggered in that whole Atom 2 thing, so it's hard to have this, you know, maybe later is the time for the discussion, but, you know, in, in in meat space right where we live now you have governance and governments that put forth bills of rights and protections for all the people and egalitarian you know edicts and whatnot but what we have the opportunity to do in a digital space because in a in a meat space that like we live in now right that stuff can be corrupted manipulated ignored interpreted in different ways but because we can do it on chain we can create systems that are actually equal for everyone and so Some of the conversations regarding Cosmos and what we've tried to do in YFD governance is to say, look, you have to have protections in for the minority of of holders or governance positions. So if you have these whales and you have these large players, there needs to be mechanisms to equal out um, participation and, and access to things, because otherwise all you're doing is building a system where you disenfranchise smaller players and entries of new people, and you just create a a mechanism, create a governance system that just consolidates power to the people already, that already wield it. And it's not very, I don't think it's a very healthy way to grow an ecosystem.
1: Yeah, I, I 100% agree on that. And, you know, it's it's very tricky, because people that have power, don't want to give power up, you know what I mean? And then trying to convince them to say, you know, you know, let's put more protection in, in place for, you know, the smaller holders, which obviously, you know, humans have been working on governance, I think, for four thousand years and we still haven't got it right, you know. And I think a lot of the problems that we're facing in Web3, they're they're very, very relevant in web or in the meat space, not even in the different web spaces, um, but you know, things around corruption and things around, you know, certain players looking after other players or all the power being held and controlled by, you know, a certain few. Um, even though it might not look like that. I think, you know, obviously in Web3 just makes it more transparent because you can track where the holdings are, um, which I think, you know, brings up these healthy conversations. But it is a super challenging thing to get right. Um, So I apologize even for, you know, getting into the the deep thinking about it um, and like playing around with different ideas because I think, you know, we still have a long way to go and these are definitely the right steps. But
3: Yeah, I'll give you an example of one, actually, because, you know, there are some votes where you're going to want the people who hold the the larger stake to have a larger influence in those votes. Like maybe it's how the treasury gets spent or something like that, right? Where, okay, this person has a larger amount of investment in the ecosystem. So they should have a say that gives them a little bit more influence over liquidating the treasury or something like that. Right. But then there are other votes. Like uh, the example I always use is like, what do we have for lunch? Where you want to have like a, a consensus mechanism, where every actor in the system gets an equal say in what we have for lunch, so that it isn't just the whale saying every day we eat pizza, right? You know, so if there's if sixty percent of the of the ecosystem is vegan, you could have one player with with fifty one percent of the tokens making it them eat chicken every day, right? Yeah, I mean Definitely. you've got to
2: put in you've got to put in some mechanisms to prevent some of the manipulation. You've got to think about like. Where are the potential blind spots here? And I am not going to go out there and say that as as a community, you know, Y Foundry has covered all of those. You know, I mean, this is the purpose of like solid testing and getting contributors in there to test. And an MVP is to work out these details and you, you do the best you can with the mechanisms you have. But yeah, what Ray was saying, like you can't have situations where someone can create a bot to make a bunch of wallets. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, well now I have a hundred votes, you know, even though it's not an actual person, like some of those like primitives of how do you trust that this wallet is an actual person? Uh, I mean, they're just not there yet. So, um, I I think that they'll get there we'll have more options and excited to implement those as they come along. But for now, you know, there's, i i think uh we're doing the best we can with the imperfect solutions that we can and just seeing where it goes so
3: yeah so that, the question we get a lot right now is like what will yfd what will yield foundry be able to do at mvp launch here in in the in this month um and essentially we've kind of distilled it down to three things um and really there's four things but we'll say three things in the governance side of it and it's you'll be able to propose ideas you'll be able to vote on those ideas and those ideas will be able to be built so they could be vaults they could be strategies they could be other projects they could be nft collections they could be bots it's it's pretty much an open door um in terms of what what you can
1: use yft for
2: yep drop the mic
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely exciting stuff. Um, I know we've got that, we've got that session booked in for, I think, uh, end of next week, and, uh, be keen to chat about some of that stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, from the, from the Calc perspective, we talked about before it'd be really largely around the dollar cost averaging in and out of positions. Um, so again, if you're long a particular asset or you want to you know, take profit on a particular asset during certain time periods, um, you know, and you don't want to sit in front of a screen 24 seven, say definitely get down check it out um, and yeah we can hopefully look at some exciting partnerships between you know calc and yield foundry down to maybe you say you're going live this month do you have a date yet
3: um when everything gets finished when it's ready
1: right. <laughs> i like it
2: yeah i mean we got you, there's audit processes there's other things so uh, we're you know gotta launch when it's ready um not premature before that so yeah so we'll do um i'm interested uh your you had mentioned a uh, strategy dal within your project kind of like brainstorming on strategies uh, how's that working out what sort of participation have you had there and how do you think about bringing in talent from the community and leveraging that talent and what is what's the sort of uh, is there any sort of compensation there? Is there any sort of like, what, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, I'm a firm believer you've got to start small and try to get the formula right, uh, and then you can look to the scale, or it's easier to make changes when things are still small. Um, and, you know, we're not fully bedded down to the exact process or the exact approach. Um, at the moment, Is just uh, community members that share the passion, share the mission, share the interest um, that get to contribute to it. Um, but Again, we don't, we don't have exact formula worked out. So, you know, potentially there could be a Yield boundary DAO type setup um, that could go into that, into the future, Um, or we'll continue to grow and iterate. Because I think, you know, coming back to the initial question, this is one of the things that we just don't know how it's going to work yet. Um, So I think, you know, get to market first, validate that proposition, validate the ideas. And then once we do that, we can look to improve uh, on the approach of how we take the the strategy DAO. Um, But largely just a, a group of members that, are super interested in in strategy, interested in the Kajira side of things. Share that grown up DeFi mantra, um, and want to be involved to to contribute.
2: That's really cool. Yeah, love that, and I super excited to explore partnerships. I mean, I can't stress enough. Like, um, I really see this as a underlying platform that you know any anyone can take advantage of. Um, like Ray had said, for launching different sorts of projects love to see some of those vaults, you know, some like co-vaults maybe of uh, you know both projects that launched launched with some of the Y foundry mechanisms and then hosted on Calc. Um maybe even, you know, I mean I could see this as some of the things that we've been talking about for the future, possible additional things to be built on as options for grants for um you know charities to use the platform for additional things. So I mean that really, I mean, there's no shortage of needs in this space, and I think the underlying kind of tools that have been built that will be open-source, front-end and back-end, I think that the um, a lot of different use will come out of that across the cosmos.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, you know, Peter Thiel, zero to one talks about, you know, competition is for losers. Um, and having a monopoly is actually the best thing for innovation and growth because you don't necessarily need to focus your time on on competing. And I'm very much at the school of thought. It's like, you know, it's not yield salary DAO versus calc, or it's not, you know, this protocol versus that protocol. In the end of the day, it's like, if we're trying to move Web3 forward, you know, we have to work together and I think we'll get a whole lot more out of, you know, a strong partnership and strong growth uh, than we would... Um, you know, if any protocols are just trying to compete with particular protocols, so we're an open book. We're here to push grown-up DeFi forward. You know, we're gonna, you know, open access to a lot of these financial tools or just tools in general. Um, it doesn't matter where you're from. Again, nation, state, language, uh, religion, age, etc. Um, you know, we just want to see a, a better system for all humanity. So we're on board to see what we can put some exciting partnerships together, and yeah, let's work together because I think in the end of the day, we're all moving to the same North Star.
3: Yeah, that's inspiring. I mean, I definitely I, I think, you know, Kelk is YFD. I think every project is YFD in the sense that the the purpose of Yield Foundry is to just be infrastructure. There is no core team. There are no owners. You know, it's essentially any if you want a dev, you ask the community, the the token holders of YFD. And, and if they vet you in, then, you know, you're, you're now debbing for YFD. There's not a, there's not a, a gatekeeper on it other than the community itself. So, I mean, we really would like to see, you know, YFD come over to Kujira and just be a tool for any platform to use because, When we're looking at like, what is the value add of of Yield Foundry for any chain and any ecosystem is that like with KELK or other or Kujira or KUJI, you know, the team KUJI itself, right? Their focus is on like what they love and their passion and how they think their protocol and their platform should be used. But what Yield Foundry does as a platform is it allows the community of the chain itself to be able to hack other platforms and say, look, yeah this does this but we think there's value in having it do this and we're going to fund it ourselves and build the the utility ourselves because we find it valuable so it should be a way to give protocols an idea of what the community and what the ecosystem actually finds valuable outside of their own individual focuses as as uh, protocols
1: yes super exciting um yeah absolutely yeah, I think I'd love to chat to you about a few things. Maybe we can we can chat about it offline. And um, I think we yeah. actually have to go in, in four minutes. Um, yeah. But I don't know, to do open up to, to the community, any questions on Calc or Yield Foundry DAO, um, we can drop a little bit of alpha at the end of the call, um, which will probably be either now if there's no questions or in two minutes if there is a question. Uh, so maybe do any anyone on the call want to ask anything or comment even?
2: your request, and we'll promote you to speaker.
1: All right, maybe right. now. Um, that's totally yeah. okay, though.
3: Definitely, definitely want to hear. Jimmy. No, Jimmy Oops. the Otter today. Yeah, <laughs> him, don't say his name three times.
2: He'll show up. Um, yeah, I no, definitely want to hear. Um, you know, details about the launch and be able to. You know, where can people find Calc, Be able to be plugged into what you have going on.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So I'd say, I think you can probably just click on the speaker tab at the moment and give us a follow. Um, I'd say turn on notifications at least for the next 48 hours. Um, because today we do launch our, uh, our go live, we do announce our go live day and I would say, um, it's going to be very soon. Um, so you'll find out more in 12 hours, but yeah, stay tuned and, um, yeah, get on, try the product. I think that, you know, we've, uh, as mentioned before, we come from a hefty Web 2 background. We've been building tech for quite a some quite some time, and one of the approaches we take is human-centered design, which is essentially you know designing and iterating through the product uh, with users from all around the world. I think we spent 30-minute calls with like close to 80 people now um, from every single different country I can think of. Um, so the feedback so far has been been pretty pretty good around the the first product. Um, we're really trying to redefine you know the time-saving element of it. And, you know, even if it's just part of your portfolio um, for more of a long-term accumulation or on the flip side, I think, you know, you're going to, you'll get a lot out of it judging by the feedback we've had from all the early users. Um, I think we, we've we run a survey in the latest few releases of the private testnet, scored I think 9.1 out of 10 um, with quite a few people rating it. Obviously, you know, they're the ones that were on board and wanted a trial and they got in touch with us. But yeah, fingers crossed, we'll deliver to that same Kajura standards, ship high quality work. and. Uh, and and ship often, um, but yeah, check on the notifications, we, launch, we announce our go launch or go live date in about 12 hours time. And um, I'd almost say you'll be able to use calc within 48 hours.
3: Awesome, that's some alpha. That's awesome.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, very right. excited. Um, great team and great product you're building. Super excited to see it happen.
1: Yeah, fantastico. All right. Well, thank you very much for hosting the space. We've got to jump off and get back, get back to work. The team's got a a big day ahead of us. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for the conversations, the discussions, as mentioned before, you know, we're all open to working together. Let's push this web three space forward together. I think, um, yeah, Yield Foundry DAO has got some exciting ideas. We've got some exciting things. And yeah, even, you know, from a community perspective, if you're interested in the intersection between Calc and Yield Foundry DAO, reach out to us, let's have a chat and, um, yeah, let's let's do our best to to push this whole mantra forward around Grown up DeFi.
3: Absolutely, thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you, anyone anyone interested in
2: uh, Y Foundry DAO? Feel free to check out our Discord. Give us a follow. Check out the Discord. Join the community. Join the conversations. We'll talk later. Thanks a lot.
0: Perfect. Ciao, everyone. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Making DeFi a friendlier place with Calc Finance, hosted by Y Foundry Dow. Recorded on Sunday, November 13th, 2022. To Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to Terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now with more Spark IBC enabled. Sneaking through plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me when I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes. Got to mix and mash, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch. Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed. Big drip aristocrats dishing out a list of trash, missing wisdom. This fish is too big to catch. Better let the missus know where you hit the stash. Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps. Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines, and I'm about done dealing with these damn lies. Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise chastising, chastise into digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move, chase of view Just a bunch of peck-a-heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing it do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing it do two Two plus two.